Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, welcome back to the conversation. Welcome back to the Untamed Life. I'm over here today. Those of you watching us on video, we have this amazing setup. We are at the cottage. We're at a, a cabin in the woods in Lake Lore, North Carolina, which is one of the most majestic places. It's really a slice of paradise here. Mm-hmm. We got this setup on the back porch. We have officially moved the tables out here, the mics out here, our computers out here. And we're doing a, a bit of a birthday week celebration, Christine's birthday. It's always a big deal. It's your birthday. It's my birthday. And we're birthday also... Time. Working out here during the days, we're doing a regular work week, but then we're doing some hikes and plays, and it's just been a really great time. And as I sit here, I wanted to do this podcast with Mark because I'm like, this is the life. We are so blessed. We are, we are living, so blessed. living the dream life out here. Yeah, <clears throat> and I wanted to bring Mark on because it's, a it's been a while, and he always has so many amazing things to share. And really, what I want to talk about today is. You know, you you did a little post earlier on LinkedIn just about um, it's so it feels so good to be in a relationship where you have somebody that you feel like that person has got your back. They're in your corner. And I think that's something that we all want to feel. And maybe a lot of us know it, but we don't really feel that day to day. Like it's different between knowing that you're loved versus actually feeling loved (laughs) day to day you know Uh yeah when things totally break down I'm pretty sure this person will be there for me but do you do you have a relationship where you just really you know and you know that you know and you also feel supported day in and day out and and what creates a relationship like that so Mm -hmm. I'm just going to kind of open it up first of all welcome thank you for letting me join you on the untamed life podcast yeah, and this conversation. Um, yeah, this is going to be a fun conversation. It's a, it's, it's going to be a great conversation because, uh, th- th- I, at least I think this will give you something that you can control uh, to some extent, Which right? Which is what we want. We like, want people to give, we can't, give things that people can I can't control. control my partner, right? That would be a different type of relationship. Uh, but I can control you know, how I show up, who shows up as me, you know, in the relationship, I have the option to, to do what I can to bring the best version of me to the relationship. Um, and what I love about that is it makes me less dependent on, on you necessarily, you know, like, not that I don't want to depend on you, um, but it makes me less dependent on, you know, outside variables. Cause sometimes one of us just has to be strong, you know, and, and, and when, if we're, if we're going through a tough time, um, Sometimes, um, you know, I just, I, I, I can't dictate how other people will show up, but I, I can be disciplined and go to work on, on this guy. Yeah. And I want to say that we are here 
because it, like I said, it is my birthday week, and my birthday has always been a big deal. So, how do you know you're winning this week? <laughs> how do I know? Oh gosh, how... birthday week for the queen, y'all. You got to be winning. The question she is, is relaxed. <laughs> this is the this is the thing when when she is very relaxed, right? I mean, we have different. There's the there's a spectrum of relax relaxation, right? But to to see Christine be able to really just just chill and like relax and enjoy the lake or enjoy the hike, the mountains. We sat on the patio of this, uh, like a vineyard the other night, their restaurant, um, and just literally looked at the mountains and had a couple glasses of wine and had some good food. And we're literally looking you guys at the, the, like the waterfall. It's the tallest waterfall east of the Mississippi river in America. And it's literally the waterfall from the last of the Mohicans, like the famous scenes. And so it, it, it was just majestic, you know, sitting there and looking. And she literally says, like, I am so relaxed right now. <laughs> so, so that's relaxed. that's the moment where it was like, yes, mission accomplished. <laughs> you Winning. know, you give yourself the pat on the back. My love language is words of affirmation. So when I hear that I've done well, it doesn't have to be like, hey, you did a great job doing the things to make it so that I can be relaxed, right? And it's just like, no, like, I am relaxed. Like, <laughs> Not that I'm 100% of the equation, but I help to create intentionally, help to curate this week. So, yeah, that's how I know. Okay, so you said a lot of good things there. Like, first of all, ladies and gents, you know, we do have a responsibility, obviously, that whose responsibility is it for me to get relaxed or to be, you know, joyful and all this stuff. We all have a responsibility to how we're showing up and, you know, what we bring to the table and, and doing our own practices to get there. But we also, and we also have a responsibility to bring that to each other, to curate, like what Mark said, experiences or the environment, the atmosphere, where it's easy to do that, you know? And I t we talk a lot about curating our atmosphere, our environment. That's such a huge piece of, I think, what makes our relationship work well. We're very intentional around what is the environment where connection just becomes easier, where relaxing, quality conversation, becomes easier, more natural, where we can play together, where we can work together. And like literally this podcast, if you're watching the video, is a physical manifestation of it. Like again, who says you have to go work in an office nine to five or like do work a certain way? What is the most life-giving way? What is the funnest way to do this stuff? And so we're like, hey, we can like go work in the mountains. I love, love, love to be outdoors. He knows that like I love to be outside. It brings me great joy to be in nature, to be hiking, to be playing in the river, to be on the lake. Mm -hmm. And I also really love to be coaching my clients, working on the book and the stuff that we're doing. So why do we have to choose? What does it look like when we get to do both? And like, it's a yes, yes, yes. Like, yes, we get to, he gets to provide an amazing birthday experience for me that wasn't just like dinner out, which is, there's nothing wrong with it. But I'm, I feel like I have a week long birthday present, birthday celebration. And you guys, it's only Wednesday. It's not it over is. yet. Uh, and we've done so <laughs> many awesome things. And we're both getting to work and we're both getting to serve our clients and we're both fully present. And it's just the environment and the setup is creating this opportunity, this atmosphere where. I'm just way more in my natural state. I'm way more relaxed. I am delighted beyond belief. You all know, like when we're delighted, when we're joyful, things just open up. You know, the work gets mm -hmm. easier, the conversations flow. So uh, 
just to circle it up, it's like, are we are we intentional about curating the environments? You know, we, we're so focused on like just doing things, but what is the environment that that we're responsible for, that we're responsible for creating? And um, it's mm-hmm. so it's so key. And one of the things that, that I think is so resonant for me this week is like, you know what brings me joy. Okay, like he knows what brings me joy. If you guys are listening, do you know, like do you really know what brings your partner joy what lights your partner up do you know what brings you joy what lights you up and I think that's a question that we really need to be asking because I think a lot of us have forgotten number one what brings ourselves joy what brings joy and delight to our partners what really lights them up because we've gotten so busy in the doing and the logistics of life that we forget and then we get together and like it's like we don't really know what to do with each other so we'll just go out to dinner again and we'll just go to the you know we just go do the thing don't get creative yeah and this is probably the number one thing i hear from couples that i coach is that they're like i I don't like it's so hard to connect (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i'm like well what do you love to do together and it's like I don't really know (laughs) or we're waiting for all these circumstances to line up before we give ourselves permission to go do that. So I hear that. Well, and I think a lot of people have a lot of reasons, right? Uh, Whether it's, you you know, we have kids (laughs) and, um, well, okay, well, I can't get away to the mountains for a week, right? Because we have kids, you know, not everybody has our situation. So that's understandable. Um, we have a unique situation that way that allows for a little bit of flexibility in the month of July, not always, right? Um, so that, you know, that's interesting. I can see where people come from that way. Or I don't know that my partner wants to connect, right? Like, I just don't yeah. feel it from them. I'm not seeing the level of input from them that or, or output from them that I would that I would like to see. So I don't just, you know, like I don't feel motivated. I don't feel, you know, I, I would say, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people in that situation or financially, how do we afford it? Um, you know, like but, okay, I'm just on. trying to, Going so I'm, to I'm, the river so, is free. Okay. We right? went to the river last night. It yeah. doesn't matter if you're homeless or you have a million yes. bucks in your bank account. Like, well, so I'm, I'm just yeah. trying to play a little bit of devil's advocate because I, you know, I hear what you're saying and like, you know, you and I have, have kind of cracked the code on that. And then I have definitely like, I know that I've done the work to be able to start to see more of like, okay, when, when do I get to create this or what does it get to be? And you do a great job of advocating for yourself and like what's important to you as well, which, Ladies, you know, listen up. Advocate. which is, by the way, that is an important part of the equation, can right? Can, can we can, okay, well, it's, we need to be making a list because we're <laughs> stacking a list of things that need to be talked about, right? Because uh, the, and the first thing I want to address is people's excuses around why they can't make stuff like this happen okay because that's uh, effectively that's what it is and we just got done talking with our with with another group (laughs) you know around like why we end up having some of the excuses around why some of these these things can't happen etc so it didn't listen totally get it you got different life circumstances you got um you got a nine to five and you got to go to an office or your your company requires you to be in an office more of the time most of the time um you know money's tight you're you're not you're not driving with the partner right now we got kid stuff going on we got camps all summer you know we're driving here and there we got family vacations etc so like i get it and i was there too mm-hmm. and i still go back there sometimes when i forget <laughs> I you know right <laughs> yeah thank you I thank you for you. reminding 
But I want to say, like, I get it, right? We have many, many reasons why, you know, we can or cannot do something. And what this, here, here's the, the main thing I want, or one of the main things I want you to take away from this conversation is that you have to start challenging your way of thinking. You yes. have to start challenging the way that you think about things because if you're in a situation where you're going to dinner with your spouse or significant other and you're not feeling it, it feels like we just don't have anything to talk about, anything to connect about, okay, well, that's a, that's a minimum an orange flag, if not a red flag, depending on how long it's been happening. And so how much longer are you willing to tolerate that in your life? How much longer are you willing to tolerate that as the standard of your level of connection? And if it were possible to have something better, what would you be willing to do in order to have it so that you don't have to live with the roommate? Right? So what would what would that get to look like? Like and and, and I just I pose that question because some of y'all are living with your roommate right now. Yes. Right? Lots you, of roommates out there. You have a legal doctrine that says that you're married to them and occasionally maybe you have sex. But other than that, you're pretty much roommates. You handle the chores, you divide up the responsibilities, you pay for this, he pays for that, etc. And and that's kinda like super you know a super lame relationship <laughs> but i've been in that one too and um many of you have as well and i know that you've been there and so we got to talk a little bit about like how do we break free from the from the chains of the force of average right ryan steumann calls it the force of average right it's just an average relationship we're just muscling through life we're just getting through the season and when we don't have you know when the kids are grown then we can go do something like this we have all these like little if then rules like well if i had more money then we would do this or if i didn't have to go to this job every day, then I would do this. Or if my partner would just show up <clears throat> differently, then I would insert your thing that you would do. And at the end of the day, and I'm going to go back to like what we started out talking about is that you have to make a personal choice for how you get to show up in this relationship and you got to go to work on you. Yeah. And I think a couple things you said there that are important that I want to double tap because I've literally talked about this with some <laughs> clients lately. And I, it's a question I ask my clients all the time, but it's like, where are we at now? So you said, well, we're like roommates. Maybe you're like roommates. Maybe you're like decent partners. You kind of have like this business partnership thing going on. Maybe you have a decent relationship. Like it's fine. You know, it's, it's good. But I always like to ask my clients too, like, well, where do you, where do we want to take it? Where do we want it? Like, where, what do we want to move towards, right? If we're roommates, do we want to cultivate more of a friendship? If we're friends, do we want to cultivate more play, like playfulness inside of our relationship? Because again, every relationship has a set dynamic, a set temperature. And so, you know, maybe you're like, I'm not ready to be like full on lovers yet, but what if we can like learn to play together, like actually be friends and playful and like excited about spending time? Like, what if we can start to do more of that? And then that gets to be the lead in for like, what, you know, can I go first? Like, am I willing to go first on advocating for that and inviting, not necessarily talking about it all the time? I think this is another thing mm -hmm. where we get tripped up is sometimes we think we need to talk talk and we do we didn't need to talk about the things that matter but some of us have been talking and talking and talking and repeating ourselves and we're not doing this anymore we don't go on date nights anymore and we don't do this anymore and by the way i fall into this trap you know sometimes and we get fixated on what's not working and what we're not doing and what we need to do more of but we don't actually just do it <laughs> we talk about it and then we expect 
him or her to be the one to take the lead. And then when they don't, we're like, see, here we are again. We never go anywhere. We never do anything for my birthday. And so I'm going to circle back to the advocating thing that you were talking about. It's like, I advocate for these trips. Okay. I advocate. I'm like, okay, two months till my birthday, <laughs> you know, like here's what I'd love to do. These things would be amazing. And I literally start looking at Airbnbs and I'm like sending them to them and and it's not to that I'm dropping hints. I'm actually saying, like, these are things that I would love to do. Like, let's book it. We're going. And I'm in this mm -hmm. energy of I'm excited about going to the mountains. I'm excited about going hiking. I'm excited about exploring new towns or things that we haven't seen. You know, I am literally delighting in the process. And, oh, by the way, I'm inviting him in, which I think makes it so much easier for you to also be like, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, he, not that. Like, now you know what to shoot for. You know what we're aiming for. And there's still room for me to be surprised. Well, I'm not attached to it's like, you have to book this Airbnb in this place. But I give him kind of like, you know, the vibe, the feeling, the idea. Like, these are the kind of places. These are the kind of experience that would be amazing. And then, like, surprise me. Right? And mm -hmm. I think that's kind of the, do I also leave room for you to, yeah, to surprise me and vice versa. And I think that's really a, another key to success. So one thing that I, I just want to point out, like the, the differences between us, right? I mean, left to my own devices, I'm super happy just staying home. <laughs> like I grew up, uh, my parents were married for 53 years before my dad passed away. I lived in the same house from the day I was born until I left to go to university. And then I came home for the summers <laughs> until I graduated, right? And, oh I, and I worked and I had my own little business and I worked at home and I worked out of my parents' house in a, in a business that was kind of married to my dad's business. And so I did that till I was 23. So there was a lot of consistency. In fact, I mean, it was just until like two years ago when my mom sold the farm that we like, I couldn't go back to the place I grew up on literally almost 40 years of being able to go back to, um, where I grew up, literally the dirt that I grew up on. So that is vastly different from Christine's lifestyle who, who grew up in Europe, you know, who had all this, like, I mean, lived in Italy and Switzerland and Paris and like, well, that was when I was baby. <laughs> okay. But, but like, you're, there's a lot of programming that happens yeah. to us when we're small, right? Up until the age of seven, like I had a lot of consistency, right? We stayed in the same place. We didn't go anywhere. We couldn't afford to. We had a to. lot of inconsistency. And you had a all, lot of variety. <laughs> yeah, and you so you had a lot of lot of drama and a lot of different things that went on through your formative years and up through high school. So, uh, so Christine is hardwired to to go right to want to be out in nature, to want to be traveling, exploring, seeing what's new, uh, and it's so fun when we do go out when we get out here and like to see her light up and to see how excited she is by the mountains or the lake or this house or that house or the prospect of buying property out here. And it's oh, just yes, like that's one, I mean, we're like on the apps, <laughs> we're on the Zillow, we're on the land apps, like looking for like, Oh, look, you can get this place. And this one's, you know, looking at the varieties of what you can buy. And this one has a spring on it. This one has a Creek. This one has a waterfall. waterfall. Right. So, so that's all fun. And, and, and I will, like if, if she doesn't advocate for what she wants, like I'll sit at home and like, I'll just work at my desk. I've got a great desk, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, cause I'm, I'm not naturally wired to be thinking about the next trip. 
So, so she adds a, a lot of color to the relationship. It's my job to provide that structure. And when, and then this trip is an example. Um, maybe you've been doing this for a while. I just finally got it. I don't know. Um, but I noticed like, Hey, there's these, um, on Airbnb, she's created these wish lists, And like, so she likes to go on and like, look at places we could go. And I don't. Like, I don't like planning. I don't enjoy it. Like, when I'm, thing when I'm ready to buy something, I will go online, I will find it, and I will buy it, and then I'm done. And that's it. And I don't spend hours looking through options. Whereas she's like, oh, this would be cute. That would be cute. And I love this place. I love that place. And so she's created this little Airbnb, you know, VRBO wish list. And I can just go on the app and she shared it with me and I can look through. It's like, okay. And then like she suggested like, hey, here's the house. And the house that she picked was beautiful and perfect and in like in a great location. And um, there were, I actually tried to book it one time and then something went wrong with the booking. And, um, and then it was like not available for one of the nights. And I wanted to stay the whole week. I didn't want to do like a three days here, two days there. Like, again, like I just like to be planted and then we can drive where we want to go. And, um, so I looked around as like, find me something Airbnb that, that like represents this, like the essence of what she wants that has, that's close to a lot of things to do and we can have the dogs, right? So we can keep the dogs. We don't have to pay for boarding the dogs or worrying about what's going on back home with, with her mom watching them or whatever. It just makes our life a little bit easier. So, uh, so, so that's like how my brain thinks about this from my side. And, and like I said, left to my own devices, I, I wouldn't go. And so maybe you have someone in your life, your husband or wife, who's, who's not the go person. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's possible, right? It's possible yeah, to like get to a point like to you win, can, you can stretch thing. each other, right? You can stretch each other like little by little, you know, and just start to plan, but like try to make it as easy as you can on that person by, Hey, cool. Make that little wish list. you know, talk about what you're excited about. Talk about what you delight in. Um, that, that at least makes it easier on, on, on me when I can say, okay, cool. Now here's the budget. I'm willing to spend up to this amount, not the extra thousand dollars. It would have been for the other place. And that allows us to do some other things, right? Some other excursions and, um, whatever, while we're there. Uh, from a budget perspective, and th- that's kind of where my brain starts to think about is it. like, okay, how do we cash flow it? So that's <laughs> you're always yeah. going until yeah. Well, I'm th- but that just that saying- is that is I, somebody in the and I don't know which one of you in the relationship is is that person. Somebody is that person, right? And somebody is thinking about like what's just the ideal situation. And at the end of the day, like we get to come together on something that works for both. Yeah, and I think what 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 I really want to you know. What I think helps us both feel supported is that we're we're creating situations where we can set each other up to win, mm-hmm. and it is a win-win. And it's not constantly like, well, if he gets his way, then I I have to give up. Like, yes. then I can't go to the mountains because da 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 da. Or if she goes and he feels resentful, and we're doing this like tug of war thing, right? It's like, well, what is it? How do I make this easier on him? And, and, and again, so, you know, the wish list thing, you know, I have the lake house wish list and the yurt wish list and the tents. And I'm, we're using this as an example, but like you can literally do this for anything like gross, you know, grocery list on Instacart, like where it's just easy for him to help you or to step up or whatever and, and vice versa. Because I used to be in this place in the past, like I used to be chronically disappointed. <laughs> I was just like, always disappointed not in our relationship but in my past relationships because I had all these expectations and I had all these desires and I really was like sort of waiting to see if he would come through for me 
and like do the thing that my heart desires. But I didn't mm -hmm. really, A, I did not really articulate it clearly. I kind of would drop hints or I would talk about it, but I wouldn't really say, you know what, this is what I would love to do. This is what I want to do. Like, you know, and, and I wouldn't be in an energy of excitement around it. I would almost have like this like guilty, not guilty, but almost like, well, if you want to, you know, it would be amazing. Now I'm like, let's go play, you know. It's a totally different energy around it, a different outlook. There's no guilt. There's no fear of bringing it up. There's no like insecurity around it because I fully own that those are the desires and those are the things that bring me joy. And, and I'm just sharing. I'm just sharing that with you, you know. So I used to be so disappointed and let down, feel constantly let down. But again, it's like were we just having all these expectations that a we were not communicating b if we were communicating them were we doing it like in a demanding way like well you know my birthday's coming up you better step up like you know because we do that too and i and i'm talking to the ladies probably more here but it's like what when we are sharing our heart we're sharing the things that bring us joy are we actually doing it like what state are you in right are, do you feel guilty sharing are you in a demanding state or are you just like you know what i'm just sharing what's on my heart, what I'm excited about. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm sharing in a way that of course he wants to come through for me. Of course he wants to step up. And I'm also going to give him room to come through and or surprise me with something better. And I think that that's the dynamic that we get to create. And, and you know, obviously, yeah, for Mark's birthday, we usually stay home with the kids. We go to the lake. We have a barbecue, you know. I think we had a barbecue this year or whatever. But it, it, it's, again, it's like it does. it's not – well, if we do this for her, we got to do this for him. It's like, well, what, what is an alignment for him? You know, what, what is the gift for him? And, and I think this is the other thing about feeling supported is remembering that when I come to the relationship, like the purpose of our relationship is I'm here for him. Like I'm here for us and I'm here for him and he's here for me and for us. But we take care of ourselves, right? So that we can bring 100% of ourselves to the relationship. And so... Yeah, the relationship fuels us and drives us and inspires us and it motivates us and it fills us. But we don't come to the relationship. to. It's not like this attitude of like, you're here for me. Hmm. <laughs> you know, which I think a lot of us have behind the scenes. And so we're, again, really disappointed when that person isn't like saying what you want them to say, doing what you want them to do, <clears throat> da, 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 da. I don't know. What are your thoughts around that? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people go through a phase at least where it's like this person ought to, they should, they should just know by now or they should just be able to read my mind, so to speak, right? And when it's like, why don't they know what I need? Yeah. You know, and that's like, we've all been there and I think it's annoying and petty and stupid, but that we do that as humans, <laughs> you know, where it's like, well, they should... You know, they should know. But we like, don't even know what we need. <laughs> you know, but should he? Like, should he really know, you know, that it, you know, like, yeah, probably not. If you haven't done a great job of, like, being intentional, of sitting out and talking through, like, what is the level of expectation and what, you know, what is that really, you know? I mean, that's, um, we had a conversation recently. I'm, I'm going to butcher this a little bit, but, you know, we were talking about, like, what, um why don't men hear <laughs> what their woman is saying? Mm -hmm. Right. You remember that? Mm -hmm. And like, and I thought about it for 45 seconds and I'm like, well, it would be easier if most women weren't so shitty at telling us what they want. 
Like, because they don't actually say, like, they'll say things, but they're not actually saying what they really mean. We speak in circles a lot, you know, and this yeah. is, again, you know, I, I keep getting better and better at this. I'm working on it. But it's something I really help, too, with the ladies is when they, I ask them, what do you want? And they give me this, they give me also this roundabout, circular kind of answer. And I'm constantly saying, what does that even mean? Like, you've got to speak it in a way that even a stranger would know what you're talking about. Or a simple man like me can understand, right? Like, yeah. make it simple. Like, I need actionable directives uh, that I can but not take action on. Not with, like, bossy energy or whatever and vice versa. So, hold on. I want to go back to something you said because... You know, you, when we were talking about needs, like, are we sharing our needs with each other? And obviously, as humans, we all have a need for affection and love and connection and mm -hmm. growth. And we all have a, a need to be heard and seen and appreciated and respected. And, you know, we have these needs for safety. But then, like, within that realm, you know, we all have our own version of what that looks like. You know, for me, you know, being out here, it makes me feel really loved, like, because he's paying attention to what excites me, what lights me up to my desires. And, and I feel so loved. Quality time is one of my, you know, lovely, the one of the top. So this gives us copious amounts of quality time and stuff. So, but we, we also create this dynamic inside of our relationship where we all, we have kind of created these atmospheres where, you know, your needs, to, our needs don't matter. We drop our needs to the bottom of the pile because, you know, the business goes first. We got, we got things to do. So we're like our nutritional needs. Well, we're going to skip meals. We're going to eat like crap. We're not going to, you know, we just don't have time for healthy eating. You know, we, we have a need for movement, for health, for exercise, but we just don't have time for that. So that need drops to the bottom, the need for health. We have a need for connection, but you know, the kids have 20 games this week and da 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 da. So we're going to drop that need to the bottom. And so we, we don't even realize, like, have we created a culture, an atmosphere where it's okay to continuously push our needs down to just go do more stuff? And I was actually speaking with someone yesterday about this, where she is now in a season of her life where she said, we've been working on her really listening to her body's needs and her, you know, how much rest her body needs and what type of nutrition and what, what she wants to, what, what her children's needs are and really just being more spontaneous. And, and she's like, this is like the first time. And as long as I can remember where I was like, put my kids to bed and I can just go have a bath or read a book or just, you know, I needed the rest. And I, in the past, I was always just having to work and do the next thing. And really her body never really was getting what it needed. Her soul wasn't getting what it needed. You know, it was just constantly go, go, go. So we create these environments, these cultures, basically, inside of our marriages, inside of our families. And we, we, we do it to our kids. We, we show them that, you know what, I know, I know you all need rest, but, like, come on, we got one more thing to do, one more thing to do this weekend. We go on vacation. We really came on vacation because we needed to connect, to relax, and then we cram every ounce of the vacation in with stuff. And so it gets really hard to not only articulate our need, but to even value Mm -hmm. that our needs are valid and so we we keep diminishing and shoving that stuff down and then we wonder well why doesn't he see that i have a need why doesn't she see that i have a need for this and it's like because you've been modeling for me that your needs don't matter for like the last 10 years of our relationship mm, yeah you know what i'm That's saying big. it's yeah. huge you don't you don't you don't eat you don't sleep well you don't take care of yourself you don't do this so clearly your needs don't matter so why should i care about your needs and it's kind of like that whole adage where it's like, if we don't respect our time, 
don't expect anyone else to respect your time. You know, if you don't respect your time and how you choose to experience it, people are always upset. Well, they don't respect my time. They don't respect my boundary. They don't hear my needs. And it's like, well, do you? You know, and that was a huge shift for me was getting to the place where I was actually not only okay with having these needs, not making them wrong, not shoving them down, but really to begin to see them. And it starts with the simple mm -hmm. things like a need for rest. You know, we talk about this because mm -hmm. even if he wants to just sit on the sofa, Mark, Mark sits on the couch a lot in our home, okay? Like he is a master napper and you sit on the couch and you're working, but you also take a lot of naps and you rest. And in my old life, I would have walked in there and been like, what are you doing? Like, it was not okay to lay on the couch. You're lazy, you know. I should be doing something else. And also, I'm just a different energy. I go, go, go. So, but now it's like, I know this man needs his nap, you know, right at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And it also started giving me permission also to, to take the time, to take the space to rest. And so as, as I started to, you know, kind of reestablish my relationship with rest and my need for rest and how much my need for rest was, it became more okay to say no to things as a couple, uh, you know, to maybe go slower together to, <clears throat> to change the vibe. Mm -hmm. I know I've been kind of talking for a long time, but I think that's so key well, because what's coming through for you? I'm gonna, what I'm do gonna, you hear with the guys, you know? I'm going to put a little uh, container around <clears throat> all the things that, that you're basically saying here, which <clears throat> ultimately means like the, 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 to be able to have that ideal relationship or whatever it is that you're after, it's really an inside-out job. It is. Right? <clears throat> so often, like if you're going to go to marriage counseling or go see somebody, uh, you're going to go do it because you want this other person to change. Right? Or if we get into an argument or we get into a conversation with our spouse, it's like we're asking for them to make concessions so that we can be happy. That's what we're usually finding. Or if people are arguing about what they should do for, <clears throat> for their getaway, what they should do for their trip, what they should do for their birthday, right? Usually it's like I need the other person to, like, to do something or, or, or change something or whatever so that I can be happy. And that's one way, right? You can do a whole lifetime of a relationship doing those things, like constantly asking the other person to concede something, compromise on something um, so that you can be happy. Um, or they can do that to you, and that's a, that's that's right? how if that's how a lot them, of relationships yeah. operate. And I get that. It's lived in, I lived in one of those for a long, long time um, until I didn't want to anymore. <clears throat> so, if you if you're looking for your person to show up differently, then you must go to work on you to show up differently. So yeah, there is a two o'clock in the afternoon nap more days than there isn't. It's not there every day, but if we're home, like it's pretty much going to happen because it's like you, you have a natural energy drop in the middle of the afternoon, probably because we got up and had coffee first thing. And that part of the brain that <clears throat> um, was inhibited by the, uh, that caffeine um, now is just getting tired. <laughs> um, you probably also had some food around noon or one o'clock and you know the blood is focused on carrying those nutrients out to the body which takes blood away from the brain not as much not as much oxygen so you naturally feel more tired so i go get a little 20 minute like meditation i've trained myself over the years and actually i thought about this recently my dad did that 
same thing. So my model of the world has always been that people nap, mm-hmm. whereas a lot of people like their dad or their mom was just always working, especially if yeah. you're a farm kid like me, like there's never not something to do. But my dad would always come in middle of the afternoon and like he would get his 20 minutes. He'd be in there, boom, like you'd hear him snore and then boom, he's up. So I realized that I inherited that or observed that. And that's probably why it's very easy and natural for me to do where most people can't because they were always like on the go. So, uh, but there's the part of the reason is like, that's a good internal practice that gives me more capacity to be more present for you and everybody else for the rest of the day. Yeah. And when and I we do, don't apologize. you don't apologize or you don't yeah. explain it, you don't defend it. And I don't expect him to. So from like, from two o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> till 10 o'clock at night, that's about eight more hours. If my math is close to accurate, you know, before we go to bed. And so take, yeah, sharpen the saw for 20 minutes and then go to work. <laughs> like, Cause you're, I'm, I'm, I know that I'm still going to be on, right. At least then from like two 30 to five, I'm still probably going to be on for clients or work related needs. And then there's going to be maybe pickups or take people to games or uh, making supper and, and hanging out with the kids and reading bedtime books and stuff like that. So like, yeah, no, I'm going to be on. A lot of you will be required. I'm going to be from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. on most days uh, when we have the kids. Like, you're on, you know? And I think that's, so, yeah. Uh, th- that's, th- that's part of my practice, right? So you, you got to start to figure out, so what is your practice for, for being able to go to work on your yourself, your inner game? Um, you talked about when when our stuff becomes a low priority so when i don't prioritize myself we don't prioritize the relationship we put all the kids needs the family's needs the community's needs the boss's needs the customer's needs all that stuff goes first right and some of those things naturally just obviously yes they take they take more time um work work takes a good chunk of the day i get you know those kind of things um but we have to start to look at um prioritizing you within the context of all that because wherever you go there you are right throughout the day wherever you go there you are and if you're tired and lethargic or resentful for the situation you're not bringing your best self and if you're tired lethargic and resentful long enough for over 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 a period of time then your spouse is going to start to show up more tired lethargic and resentful they're going to show you all the stuff that you hate about yourself yes and i and yes 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 to all that and at the end of the day, this is really about, you know, not like self-serving, like I got to look out for number one. This isn't what we're saying in terms of, it's not that energy. It's like, I have a responsibility to bring the best of me to this relationship. I have a mm-hmm. responsibility to be someone who adds to this relationship, not takes life from it, right? And if we keep showing up out of obligation and we're exhausted and we're bringing the leftovers, we're not giving the best. We're not giving the best of ourselves. So I have a responsibility. I think this comes back to like God's design for marriage. It really is, is that we are, marriage was created to multiply each other, to amplify each other, each other's energy, each other's gifts, each other's visions, each other's abilities. You know, we can do so much more together but it's it's not going to happen by me bringing the scraps and him bringing the scraps and now we're like, and, and playing this tug of war game and feeling guilty. It's like, I have a responsibility to the marriage, to the union, to my husband, to really bring, you know, a woman that is grounded, that is calm, that is, you know, confident, that is, 
can offer wisdom or insight or something else. And I can't offer wisdom if I'm in survival mode. I can't bring, you know, my energy and my, my creative, you know, perspective or my life force if I'm physically exhausted and burnt out. I can't be open and joyful and receptive to his affection or whatever, the sensual nature, if I'm feeling rigid and tense and overworked. It's just like that's not how my body is designed or created by God's design. And so I think when we look at so many of the things that we're doing in the name of love, where we're just breaking ourselves down and pushing and grinding, it's like we need to redefine really what the most loving thing is for the relationship, for the kids. As I'm, you know, as I'm modeling how to treat myself as a woman, how to honor this temple that is my body, how to respect the marriage, like what am I showing the kids is the model for honoring the temple, for respecting the relationship? Is it to go and, you know, don't be the vessel, don't move. That's all a luxury. Just kind of be the slave, exhaust yourself, be the martyr. Like that's completely backwards from design, God's design uh, for marriage. For And, and I, I'm really like, I want to beat this home because making this shift has really, I think we both came from relationships in the past, in our previous marriages, where it was constantly like battle over power, a battle over control. One person wins, the other person loses. You're constantly trying to negotiate a deal, you know, and, and prove your point and feeling guilty for, for saying what you want to say or asking for what you want. And, and we both done so much work on just really taking care of taking care of our inner man, our inner woman, our bodies, our spirit. Now we're really, you know, up, going into more intimacy with God in our spirit. And it's creating way more intimacy in our relationship. So as we come back to really taking care, if you're upset that your spouse has not been taking care of you, then I want to ask you, how well have you been taking care of you? If you're upset that your spouse is not seeing your heart, trampling on you, not meeting your needs, how well have you been meeting your needs? Have you been honoring you know, your own heart, the things that you desire to do, experience. Are you taking care of those things and are you bringing those things to your relationship or are you bringing some sort of half-ass, exhausted, scraps, leftover version of you and then you wonder, why isn't this thing thriving? Well, you know, what What are you putting in, you know? And so sometimes we need a real, like, shake-up, wake-up call to really re-examine we think we've been putting 100% in the relationship, but when we're honest with ourselves, we realize that the old version of 100% was like 1% of the real good part of you, if you were to be honest and truthful mm -hmm. with yourself, right? And uh, um, Mark just, you know, he did this 75 hard. He's about to do this list jog. You know, he's over here. And I... And, and we, he's working out, and he works out in the gym, and we both work out together. But I appreciate the fact that he is taking the time to take care of the vessel. You know, not only does it look good, it feels good, but I appreciate that. I want him, I want this guy around. <laughs> and I also, I want him around for a long time. And I also know that he shows up different when mm -hmm. he takes care of his body. He has a different level of certainty, and, you know, and I don't, like, he has a different level of emotional and physical, not only physical strength, but emotional strength and spiritual strength too. Mm -hmm. So anyways. You know, so structurally speaking, to give people just, you know, um, an idea, and this doesn't have to be your specific breakdown of time, right? But hey, okay, do you can you can you let's just say you're waking up around six six thirty in the morning. So 
within that first hour, okay, given all the things that get to go down, and this is seasonal, so you got to take this kind of month by month or quarter by quarter and think about what season you are throughout the, the year. The summer may be different than the fall, and you got kids and sports and different things. So um, we're not looking to, to, to sacrifice all of, you know, really anything. It becomes a question of, like, well, how, who do I get to become so that I can uh, make it to most of these things or, or get all this stuff in without sacrificing all of me? And so wherever that time is throughout the day, as you, as you look ahead at your day, like, so when... When is the workout? When is the, the, the you time? Maybe it is that, you know, for first thing in the morning. Um, but just know like your natural flow, like you show up, like you are naturally more focused and more productive at certain times of the day. For me, that's six to 10. For Christine, usually it's the afternoons. And so, um, you got to find some time to either work around those productive times when like, that's when I'm going to get most of my work done. And then, so for me, I try to get the work done by 10 or 11, like the, the stuff where I got to be at the computer and then I'm sitting in the, um, I'm, I'm doing calls in the afternoon. Um, when I was doing 75 hard, like you had to find time to do two 45 minute workouts per day. And one of those had to be outside. What I learned is like when that becomes the priority, you find a way to get it done and get all the other shit done too. And so, you know, people are like, Oh, I don't have time. I can't fit it in. I got to do this stuff for the kids. We got to do like, yeah. And I was like, I was doing calls like while I was walking. And sometimes I got to go at 10 o'clock at night or 11 o'clock at night to get the second one in because of travel, or I got to go super early because of travel. But here's the point. When the working on you becomes important enough, you will find a way to make it work. And, and then, and right, find a way to get all the other stuff done because some of that stuff has got to get done too. And sometimes some of those things get to go away. You know, like I found a couple of things that just got to go away during that time frame as well. So here's the point. There's, you know, there, there, there's a 10% of your day that you probably, you know, ought to be devoting to, to God and giving him some of you. Um, there's you an, get the best part. <laughs> there's another percentage of your day that ought to be going to, to you and another percentage of your day that should be going to your spouse. And those three things in that order. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm not saying like you got to do one and you can't do the other thing before you get to the, no, I'm just like, those are the, the, the if you're thinking about which, <laughs> which one first, okay. It's those three things, then the work, then the kids, then the basketball games, then the, the, the golf meets, then the whatever, right. Then the stuff you got to do with your friends. If you're not getting those three things for yourself on a consistent basis, then everything's going to feel out of whack and out of alignment. And you're going to start to resent the people closest to you who are getting in the way of, um, most frequently getting in the way of, of you being able to do more of you. So that's the formula. And, and people don't like it. They're like, I don't have time. I can't do it. And, you know, and I'm like, I get it. I get it. Like I've had all the same excuses because you know, there, there are weeks when I'm doing over 20 hours of driving for kids. Okay. To and from school, sports stuff, like, and, and yet, right. I'm finding a way because it's just that damn important. So that, that's where I sit. Like, and, and, and the, the the results are are evident. I mean, look at who I get to hang out with, like all the time. <laughs> he got what did you, like, <laughs> what did you, what did you the shirt you were gonna get. And and well, <laughs> I work out because my wife is hot. That's what it's. <laughs> I work out because my wife is hot, right? Uh, but it's so it's yes that and like 
me being that best version of myself, that next best version of myself and going to work on myself as much as I can, just doing that, I don't have to ask her to do anything, naturally puts her at ease and gives her the space to do the same thing for herself. Yeah, we create this like natural law of reciprocity that happens behind the scenes. It's not even reciprocity. It's just like as one of us rises, we invite the other one to rise, right? Mm -hmm. And as one of us goes first, we invite the other one to lean in. And so this is always happening, right? It's, it's like set the standard, continue to grow, continue to cultivate your character, continue to, to, to honor and, and like really say yes, say yes to who you are, who God made you to be, like the things that are, the dreams, the visions on your heart, and, and keep doing those things that that you can bring into the relationship. Um, so as we wrap, I'm gonna ask you one final question, and then I think this is a good one for us to all ask ourselves, and this is a personal one, because I wanna share some of this. How do you think you can support <laughs> yourself better? <laughs> Number one. Um, because I think this is an important question to ask ourselves. Like, we don't realize, like, mm. I don't support myself very well. You know, sometimes we... So where do you see that you could support yourself better? Hmm. Man, where could I support myself better? You know, this would be interesting. You've been doing some of this stuff lately where you've been, you know, you did your glycan age. Yes. <clears throat> did a little look at, looking at the data analysis of, of where your body is at your, your biological age is 38, you know, which is pretty good. Like you're kicking, your kicking that by almost, almost 10 years, right. Versus the actual earth years. Um, <laughs> my birth certificate says I'm 47. My glycan age is 38. I'm working on getting that down to 25. Yeah. Carry on. So, so that, that, that honestly, that's a big one for me. Uh, that uh, more, more, more stuff in that arena, the biohacking space, um, really getting, um, you know, back into, I think for me, it's probably going to be intermittent fasting, like being disciplined, not eating after eight o'clock, not eating till 11 o'clock the next day or noon, uh, giving the, the gut time to rest, um, focusing on the testosterone building activities, you know, so it's all mostly That's, physical, more it, support for the vessel, more, more support for the vessel. Cause I want it to, I want it to look younger. I want to focus on, on reversing the age as much as possible. Um, those of you that don't know, like, I mean, my backstory, I've never met a man with my last name older than the age of 75. I think my grandpa was 75 when he passed away and I was nine years old. And so, um, and I've been back to the, the, the graveyard where my family is buried back in Michigan and, and, uh, none of, none of the men made it much past, you know, I think he was the oldest one actually, How old? um, 75, he's the oldest oh, wow. one in like the history of my lineage that I know of. So, <clears throat> the, you know, it, it's, it, it's important to me. I mean, like, you know, well, if that's true, then there's only 30 years left and like, well, that doesn't seem like a lot. No, we, <laughs> we, we asked for longer than that. And yeah, so cool. Like, what would it be? Like, I see some of these people that are like, like doing pull-ups, you know, at 101, 102. I'm reading in the Bible, like, you know, Moses was 120 and he was, his eyesight was clear and he was as strong as he was when he was young still, uh, when, uh, when God took him up. So that's, that, that's, that's really been, um, not heavy, just like on my mind a lot lately. Like, what can I do? How do I optimize the, you know, the diet, the nutrition, the, the workouts? Um, I've had a couple of injuries that have made me feel like, okay, I can't go running right now because I got a heel bruise. And, 
Um, I got a thing in my toe, so I don't want to put my shoes on. <laughs> it's like, all right, how do we optimize the body? That if I'm, you know, being honest, like how do I support myself? Uh, that's that. That would be a big one for me is being more intentional with the with what the workouts are, what the nutrition is, um, how we're measuring those things. That would give me a great deal more certainty that I'm doing the things. And then you're know, probably within the workout specifically, maybe some more stability work. I don't like to do it. I know you like to see. <laughs> I know you like to see me do it. You like you, you're great at teaching it. I just don't always like. I'm thinking push-ups and sit-ups, and and she's thinking like I'm gonna get this guy to stabilize. You know his left leg. And I'm like, Shh, you know. So that's it's less Okay, optimization. Yeah. Mark's answer more, Mark's long winded yeah, answer sorry. to how I can Sorry, more more long winded stuff. No, I'm just kidding. No. Um it's good. All what right. about you? So, what, do, what do you get to And do? that's that's just you know, the better it gets, the better it gets. So in the beginning it might feel like you're trying to put up big fires or you gotta like get healthy, but then the fun part is when we get into this optimization thing, right? Like how do I support myself better? I can optimize, I can optimize my body, I can optimize my days. And it's like and then it's fun. We're just like tweaking and making it better and, and that's why I'm excited about this communication workshop too that, that we're hosting August eleventh and if it hasn't, you know, already happened yeah. by the time we drop this, you guys can check out the link below. But it's like we can continue to the better it gets, like the the more is available. We realize, like, wow, there's even more. For me, well, it's really, it's just, you know, the, the supporting myself is, it's really. <laughs> lately, when I did the glycan age, and I did that, and I and I went and met with the doctor. Everything that intuitively, I was already feeling like my body was craving, wanting to do, was all the exact recommendations. And I find this a lot when I hire business experts or you know other people to come and give me counsel or feedback or whatever. It's it's most always affirming what I already know intuitively, just instinctually, like in my body where the spirit was already leading me. So the way that I can support myself even more is to continue to really trust that 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 leading of the Holy Spirit, the intuitive pings, like when I feel something and I just have a peace about it and there's that inner knowing, like to really move. And I talk about this a lot, but I talk about it a lot because, you know, I struggle with it too, right? And I'm always in this place of like really trusting, making those decisions. And a huge part of that is honestly being in more play, more play, more time in nature, more time in like saying mm -hmm. yes to these kinds of things. Because again, the world teaches me like, well, you can, you, you know, you got to like sit down and do work this way. But I know that I work best. Actually, I accomplish so much more. I get creative ideas. Like I feel that things just start coming through and I come into alignment. The more I give myself permission to be in these beautiful life-giving environments, natural in nature, to take the time to, to go and be in the energy of play. Even when I'm working, what if it's all play? And really be delighted and really be joyful. And so it's beautiful because you and, you and I have talked about this a lot. It's like, stop being so serious, Christine, you know? Like, just have fun yeah. with this. And that was my birthday question. You know, you said if you're 85 and you're looking back, what's the one piece of advice you'd give yourself? And I was like, have way more fun in this process, girl. Like you can do amazing things. You can do deep work. You can do spiritual warfare and you can do it with praise and laughter and joy because that is the most, that, that is the number one supernatural uh, weapon we have is, is praise, is joyfulness. It's a heart of gratitude. And we know that uh, that just allows us to do so much more in life. So that's, I just say I double down on the things I already know intuitively with the Holy Spirit's guiding me and having a lot more fun mm -hmm. in the process. So Nobody's getting out alive. 
Yeah, we're, Might we're, as well we're just stop I'm taking it so serious. Uh, this all is just temporary. I'm, I'm here for the eternal. So yeah. I'm going to choose joy today. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank you all for being with us in this beautiful, beautiful environment. And Thanks we, for letting me play. Yeah, we went a little long today, but it's not every day we have Mark here and we get to have some of these conversations. And so we continue to to invest in our relationship. It's a daily thing. It's work, but it's play. It's fun. Like, you know, the better it gets, the better it gets. The more we bring to the relationship, the more God does through us and in our relationship. So we're just excited about this. If you guys want support around how you can cultivate really a thriving relationship, a different environment inside of your home, you can master the art of communication. You guys follow the links below. You can learn about our relationship mastery workshop. You can learn how you can apply to work with me for coaching. Um, until next time, thank you again for being here. Make sure you share this message with anyone who needs to hear this. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, Warriors, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.